Welcome to A Life Shared, where we talk with everyday people who empower, equip, and encourage others right where they are. I'm Ellen Martin. Glad you've joined us. I got to tell you, I felt a little trapped in preparing for this episode. I mean, why pick something as weighty as saying to someone, I am for you? I've set myself up for it. I have to do this. Episode three, well, it's got this staged. There are so many directions this episode could go. But I think in short, we all want to share our lives with people who are for us. And we can take the awkward risk to to say to someone, I am for you. I've done it a few times in the last couple of weeks. People I've known a long time who we've been there for each other through significant life moments, like the birth of babies, the loss of loved ones, picking people up from the ER, taking them to the ER and staying with them. We've been there for each other. And so it wasn't too awkward to say, hey, just so you know, I'm still for you. And each time I said those awkward words, there was appreciation. Each person thanked me. They thanked me that I said, I'm still for you. They recalled ways that I had been there for them. And we remembered together the support we've offered each other, how we've empowered, equipped, and encouraged each other throughout the years. Being for someone isn't the same as agreeing with them on all things. I mean, you throw a sign in your front yard for Trump and someone that drives by who voted Biden. Well, you two probably aren't going to be buddy, buddy. You know, we've decided we can't be for each other if we're not on the same page with each other about everything, but that's not what being for each other is about. When I worked at the homeless shelter, there were a lot of people there who had practices that I didn't agree with, but I was still for them. I still cooked lunch. I still greeted them with a smile and I still engaged in conversation with them. As Randy Hardman said in last week's episode, being for someone doesn't mean we agree with everything they believe in. It simply means we're for them as a person. But that's not easy stuff. I mean, the people that I live with, it's easy to not be for them and think I am. Like just the other day, I assumed the worst of one of my kids. We rotate through dishes at our house. Yes, we have a dishwasher, but yes, they're dishes to still wash. And it was someone's night to do dishes. And I woke up the next morning and not all the dishes were done. And I said to my husband, well, he didn't even put all the clean dishes away before he washed them. And my husband smiled and gently said, yeah, honey, he did. He just washed that many dishes. I got to tell you, I felt like a schmuck. I assumed the worst of him. I focused on the very little he didn't do instead of recognizing and giving thanks for what he did do. I assure you, if he had been there in that moment, he would not have said, yeah, that's my mom. She's for me. 
He would have been frustrated and weary with me, but he wasn't there. And my husband had given me opportunity to see things as they really were. And so I took a deep breath and I decided I'd wash the rest of the dishes. When he woke up and came downstairs, I said, hey, thanks for all the dishes that you did. There were some left and I finished them. I know you were tired last night. And he smiled and said, thanks. Those are the moments when we're for each other. Not counting off the things that were done and weren't done. Not focusing on the areas that we agree on and don't agree on. Not demanding that the terms be our terms, but choosing to support each other in active ways. That's encouragement. Choosing to give others we care about skills to do things they want to do. Like the way that my husband has taught our children how to fish and how to hunt. Man, watching the way he has equipped them with the ability to go into the woods alone as older teenagers, to kill a deer, to string it up, to skin it and process it, and then they pass it off to me to cook. They've been equipped to do significant things in life and empowerment. One of the guests that we'll have on the show, Libby Beatty. She has a project on Facebook called Drawing Wilmore. When I asked her, who empowered you to be an artist and embrace the role she's had as an art teacher and a person who can create a project where she presents a sketch daily for a year, her answer was a delightful surprise. Friends, who are you for and how might you be able to empower them? to give them permission, authority, the opportunity to do something they long to do. Like when a seminary professor said to me as he handed back the first paper I wrote for that class, you are a writer. That was the first of many empowering me to what led to my first book, A Life Shared, Meaningful Conversations with Our Kids. And what about equipping? When I work with clients as a life coach, part of my job is to help them discover strategies and tools that equip them to fulfill the goals that they have. And it's so satisfying to listen as they celebrate their successes once they're equipped and encouragement. Like when I called friends and said, hey, I'm still for you. The encouragement it is to know that we're not alone, but supported. What would it look like for you to empower, equip, or encourage someone this week who you're for? What if you don't know how to empower, equip, or encourage those you love, those most dear to you, but you want to? You can call me, contact me at alifeshared.com. As a life coach, that's what I help people do. But you can also try something else first if the risk isn't too great. You can ask them what it looks like for you to be for them. Sometimes my good intentions just haven't played out like I wanted them to. And so I have asked my husband, what do you need from me right now to know that I am for you? I've asked my children countless times throughout the years. Do you know that I am for you? 
and this is scary, hang on, but they had permission to answer honestly. That's how the question works. They can say, no, mom, I'm not feeling it. And they can tell me what they need so that they know I'm for them. They don't get to dictate my behavior as their parent, but they do have permission to tell me what they need. And then I choose to give it as I am able. Friends, being for others isn't about getting it right. It's about active love through empowerment, equipping, and encouragement. The image for today's podcast episode is an open hand because, friends, as we live a life shared, we give and we receive. That's part of being for each other. How will you live your life this week? So that to someone you say, by the way you live, I am for you. So that if you took the risk to say it out loud, they'd know inside, yeah, yeah, they're for me. Thanks for joining me, Ellen Martin, for this episode of A Life Shared. I hope in some way you've been empowered, equipped, or encouraged to live a life shared right where you are. Join us next time. You never know who our guest will be. 